Hey everybody, uh, welcome in to Sporting 160 EN. Um, got a temporary new host tonight um, as Danny uh, is busy tonight, so he can't be joining us. Um, I'm sure you guys know me, uh, this is Christian, um, and I am joined by my friend Steph. Steph, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, uh, champions of Europe in our team, so I couldn't be better. Awesome. Um, so we got a couple topics we will touch on tonight. Um, but first, um, let's get right into the game this past Saturday um, against Tondela. We drew 1-1, um, which effectively, well, it mathematically ended our pursuit of second place at the time. Um, Porto hadn't played yet. They did go on to win. So had we would have had we have won, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. Um, but Steph, what did you think of the game, man? Well, the game, um, initially, we, we began the way we were supposed to, dominating, uh, before the, Vitoshki, uh received the red card. Uh, in, in, my, in my way of looking at things, um, he, des he deserved the red card. Uh, it's not the first time this year. This is the third red card this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And um, he should have put himself in a, uh, in a better position. Um, Sometimes players they 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 put themselves in 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 those kind of positions, which he did. And uh, the VAR, uh, I mean, against Sporting, they're phenomenal. They always notice these things, and and we should know in advance to to be extra 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 careful. Especially a player like uh, like Vitovsky. Don't get me wrong, I like him, uh, but he he knows he has a a, a precedent. So the referees, uh, they will keep an eye on him. And uh, he could have avoided that, the, the step into his foot. I've, saw, I've seen some videos saying he didn't step on him. Um, even if it was lightly, um, he, he could have avoided that. He could have done a hip check. Uh, he could have put the foot uh, behind the guy instead of in front of him. Um, he could have done a number of things differently. And that affected Sporting uh, for the remaining of the game. Uh, we we basically play, we were playing one man down, and Tondela was uh, super motivated uh, because they needed that. Uh, just even if it was just one point, which they got the one point, uh, they needed that to control their own destiny. Um, the the game the their next game will be uh, a crucial game for Tondela, and this this point alleviated. Uh, some pressure. Um, they're saved. They're saved. They're they they're mathematically um, saved. Or actually, no, they have to play shop. No, they have to play shop. Shops yeah. if they okay. win, they'll, they can they'll, draw. They can draw. They, That's they, they can do. draw exactly. They can draw. And to them, and to them, that the one point was phenomenal. And uh, you know, uh, I, I hate to say it, it. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal because we're. We we had the third place. We're not in the title race, uh, and Porto won, like you said, for for nothing against Nacional. So it didn't really matter, you know. But the last game of the season at home, in front of your fans, forty thousand something fans, saying goodbye to the team for because it was the last game of the season at home, and we managed to disappoint forty thousand you know fans, and I don't want to hear it. You know, as much as I hate sometimes saying 
there's corruption in Portugal, and I say it all the time. But this game, we we kind of give it away. Uh, we had enough opportunities. I can remember clearly Flip Ruiz by himself, and then uh, the Dundela goalie pulled out a save out of this world twice, a header and a free kick, and then another one from Machu. So mm -hmm. we had we had enough chances to kill the game and 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 to win it. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna say it was it was the referee this time. Uh, did the VAR uh, overreacted? Yes, I think so. I believe so. But at the same time, Ritavski put himself in that position. He could have avoided that, and and he should have known better. So now, not only he's gonna miss the last game against Porto do Dragão, which it really makes no difference to us, uh, but also a Taça de Portugal, which him, it, it'll be a shame because, you know, you don't play uh, finals for the Portuguese Cup every year. So it's a shame for him. And uh, because we have enough solutions now with uh, Borja can play right fullback and then we'll have Acuna playing left fullback. So we have enough options to, to juggle and play with. So I'm not really concerned about that. Um, and, and then th that's all I got to say. I mean, I was disappointed with the team because we couldn't we couldn't finalize it. Uh, uh, Luis Felipe, it was not his day. He tried, he tried, he tried. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, it was not not his day as well. I mean, they they marked him pretty good. So when you don't score, you'll suffer, and that's what happened. And uh, I wasn't really pissed though, to tell the truth, just because. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we already had the third place guaranteed, and uh, this this illusion of the Portuguese media that we we, we lost the fight for second place it, it, it lasted about twelve hours until Porto played, uh, and then uh, it vanished right away because they won four nothing. So even if it, we won against Tondela, it wouldn't have made any, any difference. It, it lasted um, about three hours actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or even less, even less. <laughs> so yeah, and that—that's all I gotta say. I didn't—I didn't like the game. We 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 played better, but we played it against a team that uh, they were close to relegation, and to them was a crucial game, and they gave it all, and they—they they deserved that one point. And I'm not gonna blame the referees on this one because we we could have done better as far as uh, finalizing, and we didn't. And then the one one. It penalizes when you don't score, and that's all. And uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I um I agree uh, with most of that. Um, you know, I actually thought it was uh you know an above averagely entertaining game. Um, I thought both teams were um you know they had their chances. Tondela really showed no fear more in the second half largely probably because they had a numerical advantage um and they felt like i mean both teams were kind of in a position where it was like we have nothing to lose especially once tondela scored um because sporting was like we have third place locked up um a draw here does us nothing a win here might do us nothing but we have nothing to lose by going for it you know um mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of why you saw matthew making some ridiculous runs up the field. You saw Kawats playing essentially like second striker and, you know, Gudele was kind of holding uh, center back for, for, you know, towards the end there. 
Um, and, you know, I, I really like to see that, actually. It wasn't just, like, timidly just trying to, you know, maybe score. Maybe we'll score. You know, maybe not. I really liked, um, you know, the attitude. Um, and I, I thought Matthew actually had a very poor game defensively. But offensively, he he was running up and down the field, you know, relentlessly. It was actually pretty amazing to see from a 35-year-old. Um, you know, Kowats is actually – um, somewhat threatening uh, when he decides to go off up top, um, which is something we saw. Uh, we've seen it a couple times, usually in bigger games when we're down. He'll just kind of gravitate to up top. It's kind of funny because he's not really that skilled, but he just puts himself in decent positions. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Tondela, you know, they, they put up a respectable performance as well. Um, they had some chances as well. The game was back and forth. Um, Tom and Ney was – constantly dangerous, constantly putting himself in, in, in dangerous areas. He eventually um, scored. So, yeah, I mean, it, realistically, we probably should have won the game. Um, with 10 men, it's not an easy task in the second half. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It was a, a crazy run of eight straight wins or nine straight wins. Um, you know, realistically, it was going to end eventually. Um, and, uh, you know, it happens. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. It, it didn't really matter um, for us, at least. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to, uh, to Porto on, uh, on Saturday, which pretty much also means nothing for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the game against Porto will be irrelevant to, to us fans. Um, uh, but still, it's a, it's a classical uh, it could mean uh, it could it could mean a title for Porto Benfica. Uh, I, I believe that Benfica has the uh, the upper hand because uh, the, they play against uh, Santa Clara. But Santa Clara has been actually a pretty good team, uh, very steady, very dangerous, not easy to beat. Uh, you never know, but I doubt it. Uh, I think I think Benfica will win easily against Santa Clara. Um, but let's say if the game is uh, tied up and start to lose, and, uh, and so then 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 the, the Porto Sporting game, it'll be of importance. So it'll, it, it's it's going to be fun, uh, just because it, both games will be at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think Benfica is probably just going to win like five nothing, and it's really not going to matter what happens in our game. Because Benfica can still draw that game uh, and be champions, uh, even if Porto beats us. Um, so I definitely think that there's probably eh, maybe like an an 89% chance that they get a, at least a draw, maybe more. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a Benfica fan, you have to like your odds um, heading into this weekend. Um, but, yeah, I mean, l let me just uh, you know go back to that Rostovsky red card for a second. I don't understand why he's constantly putting himself in these sorts of positions or these sorts of incidents because it's happened three times now. And I just don't understand what he's doing there because the ball is being thrown in to, I think Tom Manet. he has his back to goal. He's near the corner flag. Why are you shoving slash stomping on a guy uh, at the PK marker? 
you know, maybe he didn't intend to do it. You kind of see more arm in it. I think it's more for the stomp, but it seems like he's going for like the shoulder slash arm into the guy. And it's like, there's just no need to even be touching the guy at all. It's just unnecessary. Um, and obviously I think we're going to appeal, um, the second game suspension and I don't think that they're going to change it. So we're going to have to adapt. Um, I, I know you mentioned, yeah, you think that Borja will play right back and Acuna will play left back. Um, what do you think about potentially having, uh, Gashpad in there who hasn't played in a while. He's been hurt. He's been terrible when he's in. What do you think the chances are that, that he gets to start in, in the final? Um, I, I, I mean, I think he was he was hurt and he just came back from an injury as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't. I, I don't know. Gaspar is too shaky, and you no. Know, instead of Conceição, he will attack that flank. He, he, <laughs> so uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him up if 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 it, uh, this week uh, uh, Kaiser could see that. Hey, Borja. Uh, Borja is pretty good at right fullback. I'm going to use him, and he trusts him. Then use him and trust him instead of Gaspar. And then I have Gaspar on the bench just in case if somebody gets gets injured. But I wouldn't start Gaspar. But if I let's say if he does decide to 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 use Gaspar, I will tell Gaspar just just defend. Don't do anything else. Don't even go up. I'll tell Rafinha to go to 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 do the whole corridor, but you you stand defend only. Um, but you know it's it's up to Kaiser's feeling. If he feels that okay, you know I'm going to use Acuna as the left uh, fullback, and I use Borja as the right fullback. I've seen him in action uh, during practice this week, and I like what I see. Then go for it. Um, but I would prefer not to 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 start Gaspar because throughout the the, the season, um, he didn't give me that confidence, that good feeling that he had a couple of good games, uh, but he, he had a lot more bad games than good games. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that Gaspar is probably going to start this weekend. Um, but the thing is, is Borja hasn't played right back for us, so if he's going to start in the cup final at right back, I would prefer him have some, you know, in-game, you know, practice, especially against the exact same team that we're playing. You know, if you're going to throw him in there, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, a perfect opportunity um, to let him try it out. Um, I hope for at least a half, but, you know, I honestly think that I think he'll probably start Gaspar this weekend. I've seen reports going, you know, both ways on this, um, you know, that he's going to, you know, rest players. And then the other day I saw that he isn't going to rest players. So I, I think in the end, it's probably going to fall somewhere in the middle. You'll see some players get a rest, some players not get a rest. Um, but what, what do you, what is your take on uh, Bruno Fernandes? Um, who's obviously on risk of yellow cards. Um, do you, do you play him? Um, on Saturday, if you're Kaiser? No, uh, I would not play him at all. Um, it's it's um, it's just giving the reasons for the referees to uh, 
show him a easy yellow card and then we lose we lose one of our best players uh of the season of oh, the the best player of the season the best player of league and ours uh everyone admits to that uh well anyone anyone that uh that's willing to admit it of course you always have people that will support their own players from their own team but if you uh, an objective fan and and you look at the whole season you will admit that uh, Bruno Fernandes is the best player of, of Liga Nice the MVP of Liga Nice um and I wouldn't play him no I I would save him for Tassel Portugal and I don't think uh I think Bruno Fernandes is smart enough to realize that uh that uh winning the uh the be the best uh, scoring uh, player uh, you know, of Liga Nage, it's not that it's important, but for him, he has achieved the goal of uh, the best midfielder of Europe. Uh, and uh, Stefanovic from uh, from Benfica, uh, I'm pretty sure that he'll score a few goals, uh, a couple of goals against Santa Clara. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, Benfica is playing against Santa Clara, and Benfica knows they got to win, and they're going to play extra, extra, extra motivated. They're going to crush them. Like you, you said, I said four nothing. You said five nothing, yeah. and I think it's it's going to be along those lines. There's there's no way. A, a, look at Manchester City, uh, the the last game. They, they, yeah. win. they got a scare, and then they just came out bam, and immediately bam. destroyed them. <laughs> because they they knew what 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 it was at stake, and they they went all in, especially in the second half, and they won the game easily. So I foresee the same thing, and uh, it's it just because you know it's it's a title at stake. So at I wouldn't play at home, and Bruno Fernandes playing against Porto. Well, will that resolve? Maybe him getting a yellow card, and then he won't be playing able to play the final of Portugal, or may even maybe getting get injured. Yeah. I, so no, I, I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play him at all. I uh, I agree, and the I fear that that won't happen, and he will play. Um, and the other thing is, is he's one goal behind Seforovic. Um, he he obviously wants that top scorer um, title, but the thing is, is he has more games played. So if they're tied, theoretically. Seforovic wins the tiebreaker with less minutes played. So he has to score at least two, and Seforovic has to score zero. Or if, if Seforovic scores two, he has to score three. Or he has to score four in that situation. Like it just I don't think it's gonna happen. So it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. But unfortunately, um I think he's gonna play uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think he's gonna play as well, and it's 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 a shame. Uh, if he gets hurt or if he gets the fifth yellow card, you know they're gonna crucify Kaza. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So I mean, we kind of got off track there from the Tondela game. Um, is there anything else you want to add um, about uh, that result or the game? Uh I think I think we've said it all. I mean, uh, the the only thing that maybe could have been done differently. It's it's like it's like we said, uh, um, Vitovsky not making that silly uh, silly foul. I mean, 
we can we can talk about it all night long until we turn blue and say, well, if you look at it and replay, uh, I don't think he stepped on him. But he did put himself in that position. So he could have avoided that tremendously. And sometimes perception, because uh, the guys in the VAR, okay, they have the VAR with different angles and all that shit, but they still have to make that decision within seconds, uh, the maximum maybe one minute. Mm-hmm. So they kind of they kind of rushing it. I'm not by all means. I'm not coming up with excuses. But all I'm saying is a professional player like Vivtovsky, they've seen that they, they has seen uh, bad cards a couple times. He should have been more careful. Uh, even Kaiser said, "I'm going to talk to him what, to see what's going on with uh, Vitovsky. Uh And like you said, I don't think uh, the appealing—it's—it's it's a normal procedure by any club. Of course, we have to appeal to see if we can reduce it by one game. Uh, but uh, because of his uh, precedence, I think they will leave it at two games. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll find out soon." Yeah, I don't think the Portuguese league is going to be uh, sprinting in to do us any favors either. <laughs> no, I doubt that. Yeah, so I think he's out. And um, I mean, it's a good thing that Kawad's uh, suspended for the game that doesn't matter. Uh, and he didn't receive a yellow uh, in uh, Saturday's game because that would have been terrible uh, as well. Um so I think the only other one at risk is Rafinha, I believe. Um, it's just not worth it to play any of the people at risk. It really it isn't. Does. No, this, yeah, this game I agree. Is, is so pointless, man. Send out the U23 team for all I care. It just It's not worth anything that can happen. A positive, The only positive outcome is we win the game and we say, hooray, we win the game. And then if you lose in the cup final, it doesn't matter. Like you won the, the you won the game. That doesn't matter. The old, there's one game left this season that matters, and all the preparation should be put towards doing that. And the, th- the other thing is, as far as scouting, Porto is playing to win this game because they have to win this game. Um, imagine a situation where Benfica somehow loses, um, but they stumble, and then Benfica wins the title even though they lost. They, I mean, they won't be able to live with themselves in that situation. So you know, you 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 literally have, uh, with your own eyes. It's not just watching tape of of them playing. You literally, if you're Kaiser or the scouting department, you can watch exactly how they play. You can watch exactly what they do, and it's just it's like scouting in real time because then you're just gonna have to turn it around, um, and uh, and do it again the next week. Um, and and also it's like if you're running out your usuals and you have a strategy, there's no point in in doing that strategy um, so that they, they know, you know, if you, if Kaiser has a way to play against Porto, there's no point unveiling it. Um, you know, this happens in the NFL sometimes uh, where there's like a minute to go. They, they line up and then the coach calls a timeout just cause he wanted to see how the other team lined up. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's like, there's no point in showing your hand whatsoever um, in this game. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have mixed feelings about it, and I'm very curious to see how he decides to play it because there's really, there's really no benefit from him doing anything ex- extraordinary. I mean, obviously, rolling out the U23 team was an extreme example, and if you get battered 5 nothing, that doesn't help anybody. 
but you just have to put in players that don't play as much. And, you know, if you lose two, one or two, nothing, it's fine. You know? Okay. So yeah, we, we can talk a bit more about the, that game if later, if we want. Um, but I think we're going to move on here to kind of some, some recent developments, club news, transfer news. Um, the big one, obviously, this week was an official announcement from Sporting um, regarding uh, Luciano Vieto. Um, we've been hearing about potential for this for uh, a while now, so we kind of knew it was coming, just not in exactly what capacity. Now we have official numbers. So Sporting received $22.5 million, uh, in compensation for Jelson Martins. Um, and then they paid $7.5 million for Luciano Vieto's pass. So in the end, that's a profit of 15 million euros and Vieto to settle the Martins case. And Atletico keeps 50% of a future sale of Vieto. Um, you know, a lot of people are, you know, a bit upset about that part of it. Um, just to put my two cents in, there's, I mean, the contract... Uh, talk of Vieto is that he was going to sign on on a five-year deal. Um, you know, he is 25, so that'll take him until he's 30, um, most likely. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know how much a future sale of him would even look like. If he comes and he's trash anyways and we end up sending him back to Argentina for two mil and we lose one mil, it's not the biggest deal. At the same time, I understand if he becomes good again and then his value rises up to around 20 again, we'd only receive 10 in a future sale. Um, but I think that paying 7.5 mil is the bigger, um, the bigger problem here and making the profit only 15 mil. So, yeah, what, I mean, what are your thoughts overall on, uh, on the settlement here? Um. I think I think it's clear that uh, that Verandas, uh he wanted this to be resolved not only because uh, just he had a good relationship with Justin Martins. It's obvious. Um, he's uh, Frederick Verandas He's not the the president of Sporting. But before that, he was the uh, the doctor, uh, the uh, physician, and so he knew Justin Martins quite well. So so he. To me, he did facilitate tremendously. Um, is is it a uh, a bad deal? Um, it is. I want. I want. I will admit to that. But the, at the same time, if the more you let it linger, uh, the more you you let the bills accumulate. I know more, a lot of Portuguese. They say, "Eh, we should have waited until the end of the conclusion of the tribunal." How long will that be? It's been uh, over a year now. The attack on the academy was a year ago, more or less a few more days now. Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, the, yeah. uh, the one year anniversary. Uh, ugly day to remember, of course. Uh, but with that said, I don't think people think throughout the whole thing that the whole process is costing money to Sporting. There's lawyers involved, they have to, to uh to keep up with the paperwork with the appeals uh sending it to uh to uh this institution this i uh, 
FIFA, UEFA, whatever, who gets who's involved to their lawyers, you know. So all that it's expensive. So so in a way, I understand the rush. It's to hey, let's get this shit over with, and now we're getting a lot uh, money that we need to repay the 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 loan that we got from the the U.S. Uh, company. Well, we are in the U.S. and he's not too far from us, from me and you. Um, so. And I think that's a third process of uh, of Rennes. And also, uh, Lucien Vieto, he was once upon a time, and I would still like to think that he's a good player. Um, he, he was he was said that he was going to be a great player. He's not that bad of a player. Uh, if a coach doesn't play a certain player, then he goes unnoticed. So if he comes to Sporting and if he gains his form, which is going to have a great chance to do to, the to whole preseason with us, and then we might see a fucking phenomenal player. Um, so this guy is like, uh, what is he? What's his uh, natural position? Is it a number nine or 11? Uh, I think he's more of a center forward. Center forwards. Okay. So uh, a mobile center forward. He's not going to be like... Uh, Bas Dost? No, no, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's known for his more of his, you know, pace. Um, uh, like uh, Montero, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'd say more of a uh, a Montero type. Um, he's not that big either. I don't think he's gonna be winning, you know, too many aerial duels either. Um, just kind of run between the lines, um, and allegedly he's got a, a pretty good. Uh, foot as well okay so there it is so you know we it, it ain't like we have uh, a shitload of uh, strikers i mean we only have bash dust uh and uh, uh louis Philippe, and we have a bunch loaned out of course uh i mean do you think pedro Menz is ready for the first league no. oh, pedro marks pedro marks i mean no he's, uh, he's probably not but he could be a good depth option um, next season. Exactly. So, Peter Mains, Peter Marx, well, they they always going to be, what, third or fourth option? Yeah, I mean, who who else um, is out on loan? Um, you uh, know... Jelson Dalla? Jelson Dalla as well. Um, Elvis Valdez is more of a winger, but, I mean, he's another guy that could potentially enter the mix up there as well. Um, so, I mean, we're not so badly suited in that area especially if Vazdos leaves um i mean this guy is he's coming here to be the star man he's going to be the highest paid player on the team um you know we just spent 7.5 million on him um he is coming to be the star man so i mean that is also a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure on him especially for someone who's been underperforming for the past two three seasons um so he's immediately going to come here and be expected to perform and if he comes here and he sucks, people are going to freak out. Um, they're going to freak out at him, and they're going to freak out at Verandas. So for his sake, he needs to perform. <laughs> no pressure, man. <laughs> I mean, and I think he's up for the challenge. He could have said, uh, no, I don't want to. And But, you know, he realized, okay, you know what? My team just got demoted. Um, and then I have to go back to Athletic Madrid. Uh, I know uh, Simeon is not going to give me a chance because I've been there before, so 
I know what to expect. So let me take this new challenge of my life to re-spark my career and to go to a, a, a big club like Sporting, one of the biggest clubs in Portugal, which they always involved in the uh, European competitions. This, in this case, we'll go straight to the group phase. We don't even have to go into playoffs. We just, uh, you know, lucky that uh, Porto will most likely, most likely will finish second and they'll go to the Champions League. And by default, they'll be both in the final of the Portugal. We go straight to uh, the, uh, even if we lose the Taça Portugal, which I don't think so, I think we'll win, uh-huh. but never know. We'll go straight to the, the group phase. Uh, so, so I think he thought about all these little things uh, and uh, and he's spoken to, uh, is he from Argentina? Uh, yeah. This guy? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he spoke to, to uh, Bataglia. I'm pretty sure he spoke to Acuna. And even Coates, I mean, uh, Uruguay, Argentina, the neighbors, and they told, they all told him good things. Um, and what's not to like about uh, Portugal? Good food, good good weather, uh, good lifestyle, and he's going to get get paid well, like you said. So he knows deep inside this is his last chance of showing up, showing all his skills, and making uh, you know something out of it and winning titles. Um, even though we haven't won a, a, champ, a Portuguese league, hey, we've won uh, Taça da Liga, we've won uh, Portuguese Cups and uh, Super Cups, um, and uh, maybe he'll be the one helping us winning uh, uh, the Liga Nós, which uh, it's been 17 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for so sure. Who, who knows? So, it, yeah. It's definitely a better project to to take on, to try and win a league title compete in europe than it is to try and not get relegated in england um at least in my opinion and i think if you're a player as well you have to think the same thing exactly i mean i mean yeah exactly for him to go back to to madrid and ride the bench or not even make the uh, the roster the uh, the a squad each game it's it's gotta be like devastating or get loaned so, out if he wouldn't have if he didn't come to Sporting he probably would have got loaned out to like I don't know Hetafe or you know yeah. you know one of the teams that's mm-hmm. decent but not mm-hmm. terrible you know you're competing for seventh place um, it's just not the same you know at the bottom of uh yeah the bottom of the list yeah so now I'm expecting good things from uh, from him. Uh, I'm, because we have a lot of uh, South American players, so I think he'll blend in quite quite fine, and uh, he'll he'll feel right at home. And uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I agree. I I'm I'm very excited to see him play. Hopefully, he's here um, in New York. Um, you know, you you think he'd have to be because uh, he'll be in preseason. Um, he's not going to be playing in Copa America. <laughs> uh, Actually, I know for a fact he won't be playing Copa America because they released the the prelim squad and he wasn't in it. Not that he should have been in it, but they didn't release it yet. I guess it theoretically could have been possible. So that's not going to happen. Um, and uh, yeah, he'll be trying to earn his spot, and he'll be you know new to the team, so he'll want to be here for the whole time. So yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm very excited to to see him play, and uh, you know I have you know high expectations, but also um, you know a bit of confidence in him. Um, and then now going back to just kind of the negotiation of the deal and 
um, Vedanda specifically, um, do you think that he is out of his league when it comes to these negotiations? Um, we've seen uh, this deal now, the Jelson deal. We've seen the William Carvalho deal. We've seen the Repatricio deal, which is probably a worse deal than this one was um, based on all the giveaways that were included. Um, I mean, I'm curious to see maybe of the 15 mil, what is actually coming to us. So it started out as 25, then we paid seven down to 15, maybe four go to, you know, his agent or something. So at the end of the day, we got like 11 or something. I'm not saying that that's, that happened, but I mean, it's within the realm of possibility. So I guess just my question to you is based on your evaluation of these various deals that he's had to do granted he was in a difficult position um do you think that he is um you know you know on, out of his league or getting played when it comes to things like this especially looking forward to the summer when we be looking to sign some players well i i think i think that um and negotiate bruno fernandes might i add which is also massively important to the club yeah, I think I think that uh, yeah, this this was not the the best of deals at all. We we all agree on that. But I'm not I'm not at the uh, I'm not the president of Sporting. I don't really know how how the finances look like. So so to him, uh, being able to buy a player by seven million, and then still getting fifteen million. It could mean he's uh, alleviating maybe uh, a bunch of bills, uh, which you know he has to pay all the uh, the salaries, not only the player salaries but the uh, employees. Uh, and I think people forget that that we we have a lot of people working for Sporting, a lot of people, and everyone wants to get paid on time. So who knows if he needed that money to to pay a bunch of bills, and then maybe that's why he he rushed it. To me, he rushed it as well. I agree. Uh, he could have gotten a better deal from Justin Martins, uh, but but at the end of the day, I, I think it's his thought process. Not knowing anything, I don't have any details from Portugal whatsoever. I don't know anybody, uh, but it, it's it's a a, clay, a case closed doesn't have to deal with it no more. It's resolved, uh, and let's move on. That that's how he's thinking. I got 15 millions. I got a good player out of it. So his uh, his market value is eight million. So we we bought him a little bit less than his market value. Uh, he was worth it, uh, 20 million once upon a time in 2015. Uh, it dropped to eight million, and I understand that because he kept on bouncing back from uh, Athletic Madrid to a, a loan, to another loan, and to another loan. So it doesn't help him. Um, but um, that—that's—I don't think he knows how to negotiate. I—I I agree with that assessment. I think he's weak, um, and it—it it shows it. But why is he rushing it? That—that's my only question i have in my mind i think it's because of a lot lack of money and lack of necessity to pay bills and to be in to start repaying the loan to the american uh um, company and that's that's the only thing i think that's driving him to 
close these deal, deals faster and, and not maximizing them, not being patient enough to maximize them. Um, for Justin Martinez, I mean, I thought we were going to get at least 30 million, at least 30 million. And uh, they sold it for 20, 22.5. And like you said, we paid 7 million for Vieto. So we got 15.5. So that's really nothing much. It's a bargain for Athletic Madrid, which they're going to sell them to uh, Monaco. And uh, uh, for 30 million. So they're still going to make money. Uh, on uh, on Justin Martinez. So to answer your question, I think he's a weak negotiator, um, but is he being rushed? Maybe I don't know because of uh, the responsibilities he has financially. Yeah, Atletico Madrid made out like fucking bandits in this situation <laughs> here. Swooped in, signed the guy for free, turned around, got fifth, paid fifteen mil. He never played for them. I mean, he did for like two minutes. He sucked. He got loaned out, and then he's actually played decent at Monaco. So you swoop in, sign a guy for free because he rescinded his contract. Um, you end up paying 15 to shut sporting up, and then you turn around and flip him for 30 make 15 profit off of nothing. So, I mean, that's some slight work right there. I mean, that's that's good on them, I guess. I We definitely got uh, – definitely did not – come out better but the only way i mean obviously vieto turns out to be great then you know maybe that's we we reanalyze that at a later date but you know just from an optics perspective right now it, it seems like we got played um and then just a follow-up to that um do you trust him negotiating bruno fernandes and how do you think he's going to handle that because i mean just a couple of days ago it seemed like it was a done deal to manchester city for for 55 million euros and now apparently manchester city's out so i mean that just might be the media um that might have been sporting you know testing the waters uh um i don't know where those leaks were coming from if they were coming from fernand's agent if they were coming from sporting directly um if that was man city just kind of you know trying to to see where they were at with that bid um um, but I mean, yeah, just what's your overall take on that? And, you know, what, what do you think realistically, um, is going to transpire out of uh, a deal for him? Um, I think it's different scenarios. I think this one was uh, long overdue and, um, because of his relationship with Justin Martins, he was willing to make it work. And then, uh, he spoke to Atletic Madrid and, uh, and the Justin Martinez agent, and they made it happen because of the good relationship with that specific player. Uh, because if you look at, uh, for example, Podens, uh, Ruben Ribeiro, and uh, what's the, the 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 other one? Uh, there's three that we still have to deal with. Um, Podens, Ruben Ribeiro, Liang. Yeah, Liang. Yeah, Rafael Liang. There's no movement on that part. Because there's no there's no relationship on that part. Uh, everybody knows that Varanda was close to Justin Martins and uh, Rui Patricio, especially Rui Patricio and William Carvalho. If I'm not mistaken, that was dealt with Sosa Sintra. Um, so nothing to do with Varandas. Um, but 
with Bruno Fernandes, if he sells him for less than than 65, 70 million, it's a bad deal. To me, it's a bad deal. Show me the money. Don't give me, we had this conversation on our podcast. Don't give me scrap players, the ones you don't want, and now all of a sudden you want us to to uh to make them great players again. Uh so show me the money. He has all the advantage, all the leverage he needs. Bruno Fernandes is a great player. He has shown that he he can play two games in a row and he he doesn't get injured a lot at all this year. I think maybe once or twice he had a little, small little uh, touch, but nothing major. Um, so he's able to play 90 men and he's good to go for a second game on the middle of the week. So he, he does recuperate quite quite fast. So physically, he's like a phenomenon. Um, he has all the leverage to make a good deal. And if he makes a shitty deal, he's going to be judged by that. Um, and it'll be dumb of him to make a, a, a shitty deal when he has so many teams interested in Bruno Fernandes. And the only thing he's got to do is basically, hey, uh, show me your bids, and I will decide with my staff uh, uh, to whom I will sell them to. Um, of course, Bruno Fernandes will have you know some say into it, of course. Uh, but um, for 70 million or less, you know, I mean, I would take it from 65, but less than that, it's a really bad deal. Uh, I hope I hope he listens to the proper people. And uh, I, I really hope he sells him for that money, because if he does, he's going to be, he's already being judged. And he, he really, he's really going to be judged. Because if you look, if you look at the Sporting Nation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, uh, on the news, um everybody agrees that show me the money don't don't give me objectives and uh, an additional player people we're not interested in that show me the money that's it yeah yeah i agree um and definitely will be interesting to see how that uh continues to play out um i don't think that that's going to be the type of deal where it's like we're midnight on august 31st i think it's going to be resolved relatively quickly i just hope it's done uh the right way so i agree with you um all right the next one we've got here is potentially being interested in uh mario um napoli left back um he's played for the national team a couple times now um he's played with napoli in the champions league um they finished second last season, uh, um, a bit further off the pace this year, so there wasn't much of a title race. Um, he kind of lost his spot towards the end of the year here. Um, and there's rumors not only that we'd be interested in potentially flipping Marcos Acuna the other way in a potential deal. Um, what are your thoughts on Matty Rhee first, and what are, what's your take on him being involved in a Acuna deal? Well, if we're getting uh, Mario Rui, um, it used to be in our youth academy. So he came out of our youth academy as well. Yeah, I know it was. I know he, he's a little bit of a mix. It was ours and he played for as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a combination of both. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
I think he's he's a he's a, a decent player, nothing amazing. Uh, but I think he's a good defender, not so much offensive player. Uh, I think he's got decent crosses, but nothing like Acuna. Acuna is more. I think we'll be losing at the end. Uh, trading Acuna for Mario Rui. Uh, Acuna is, is much better than him. Uh, so I would hope that we'd get some money out of it too, and not just a, a clear swap. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, here's the uh, here's the other wrinkle. Um, they were initially chasing Grimaldo, um, the Benfica left back, uh, and they seem that they've kind of um, stopped that pursuit because they deem uh, Grimaldo too expensive. Now, Grimaldo's <laughs> rated around 30 mil, um, roughly, Acuna. Um, we probably could have sold him to Russia for about 20 mil. So let's just say his value is 20 mil. So if Grimaldo's too expensive at 30 mil, but Acuna is affordable at 20 mil, um, and they're throwing in Mariuri, I don't really see much additional profit being involved in that deal. Um, I mean, how much is Mariuri? Uh, I, I'd say he's probably valued around maybe 12 to 15. Um, so I think Acuna's a, a bit more, um, but it, at that point, it's almost a like-for-like like swap as far as value. Um, Boca Juniors offered 15, Sporting wanted more. Uh, Zenit offered you know 18, I think, plus two in objective, so around 20. Um, Mario Ruiz valued at about 14 mil on transfer market. So, I mean it's it's very very similar you know yeah his value now is at 15 million yeah it, it, they're very similar so um i also i don't see how that deal makes sense for us if it's just a, a straight up swap you know no it couldn't be i mean the, the thing is uh if, if the apparently Mali Hui wants to leave because he does not have a good relationship with the coaching staff mm -hmm. so you got you got you got fed up so me if i'm the president of sporting i mean mari is he is a decent player he's 27 years old so i mean uh, he's not that old he's a left back i would say to napoli okay you want to create so it's uh i'll take mari Rui plus 15 million that's what i would say mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So what 15 about, plus what about 15 plus 15 is 30. So yeah, what about re and six? Do you do it? Six million? Yeah. And no, I think it's too little. Yeah, it's just it's almost not worth it. What about just buying him outright? Do you think we need another no. left back? Because we have Borja. I mean that he seems to be our left back of the future here. Um uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, being linked to him in the first place doesn't really even make all that much sense. Unless, unless, unless we sell uh, Acuna, then yeah, we have to get another left back. I mean, if you don't have anyone in uh, in our youth academy that you trust, then uh, then yes, then uh, get another decent left back. But um, so if you sell Acuna for thirty million. I think that's what he's worth it, and then and then uh, fetch for another good left back. 
I agree with that. Yeah, I just don't think they're going to pay 30 mil um, if they don't want to pay 30 mil for Grimaldo, you know? I don't think Grimaldo is, um, is better than, uh, than Acuna. I don't either, and I think that Acuna uh, is also unique because he's flexible. Um, he can play wing or uh, outside back. Um, Grimaldo, um, you know, is obviously very good at getting forward and, and crossing the ball. Um, but I mean, Acuna is no slouch when it comes to that. He's eight assists this season. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I rate Acuna a bit higher, but I mean, I, I still think Ramaldo is obviously a very good player. Yeah, I mean, uh, his um, his um, his value on the, in the market is also fifteen million for Acuna. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll see what see what happens here, but. Um, Okay. Next. So maybe yeah. maybe fifty millions plus six doesn't sound so bad now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After looking at the market value, <laughs> but I mean, me personally, knowing Acuna, seeing the way he's played, and like he said, he can play a uh, winger and left fullback. Uh, he's worth it at least, uh, you know, twenty-five million to thirty million. That's my take on it. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. Um, okay, so our next one here is Paulinho, who we were linked to last summer. Didn't happen, um, for better or for worse. Um, and the new rumor today is Paulinho would be involved in a deal that would involve uh, Jefferson and Mama Balde potentially going the other way. Um, I'd say Paulinho is probably worth about six to seven mil um on the open market uh uh so maybe those two make it uh you know three mil two mil plus those two um but i guess the main no one really cares if if jefferson goes um but what, what's your take on mama balde being potentially involved in deal for paulinho i guess first how do you rate paulinho and second what do you think about balde going the other way before he's even really had a chance here well, uh, um, a piece of news just came out today at, at uh, 14.04 uh, or 2.04 p.m. saying that Sporting is not interested in polling whatsoever. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just it just came out. It's, it's clear. It says Sporting intensifica a preparação da equipa para a próxima temporada, tendo várias dossiers em mão. O Brecarense Paulinho não faz parte dos planos dos Leões, garantiu fonte de NIN a record. The only problem is record. But, you know, with news, with news like that, I, I tend to believe it. Um, I, I don't find Pauline attractive at all, to tell the truth. Um, and not for the amount of money they want. Uh, so I, I think I think Vieto's uh, uh, contratação requirement kind of uh, took away the, the appetite to get Pauline. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pauling is more of a, a second striker um, than a true, uh, you know, number nine. But, you know, I, I just, I mean, he's been good this season, obviously. Good enough. Uh, but, you know, for that price, I think you can spend your money more wisely, for sure. There, there's smarter ways to spend, you know, seven mil on the, on the market, you know. Agreed. There's other markets we can look into and... Uh... 
you know, I mean, Paulinho, if you look at it, he didn't play a whole lot for Braga. Uh, uh, he played more than he did. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, I was not impressed at all. I was expecting, I mean, to, towards the end, Braga took a dump. They basically lost against everybody. Well, Diogo Souza completely ran out of steam himself. He was scoring at will to open the season up. He even got a call into the Portuguese national team. Um, And by the way, he was horrible in that game that he played in, um, as were many others. But he was pretty atrocious. I mean, he's really cooled off. I I don't think he scored in like a month and a half or two months. Um, And he was the top scorer in the league for for a while there. So he he fell off as well. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Uh, there there really is no need to to go and get him. No. So if if it's true that we're not interested now, that's that's fine. Then that means it's just his agent putting bullshit out there to try to you know test the waters. Okay. Um. Now let's see. I guess the, well, let's do one more here. Um. Because he he won an award this past week. Um. Mateus Pereira. He won Bundesliga Newcomer of the Month for the month of April. He scored like four goals in the month of April, a couple assists. Um, he's been playing pretty well for Nuremberg recently, um, although they are very likely to be relegated. Um, what is your take on Mateus Pedeta as far as potentially selling him um, and uh, you know his place? Uh, at Sporting uh, in the first team, looking towards next season, if if he has one in your eyes. Oh, Martins Pereira. Well, uh, I mean, uh, there's only two ways to look at this. Sporting wanted to sell him for ten million, which I don't think they will pay. I mean, they got relegated to the second division, um, so money to if, money won't be the same as they if they stayed in the first division uh so i believe the last piece of news i read they were interested in keeping him on another loan um so why not give him the preseason and uh see see what he's got and uh and then and then you know have to give him the preseason the preseason could be an and definite amount of players. It doesn't have to be 22. It could be 36, it could be 40, and then you start making your cuts, just like any professional team, just like in baseball, basketball, uh, whatever team it is in a professional setting, you have X amount of players, and then you start you know, shaving it and cutting it. So invite him for the preseason, he has to come back anyway, he's, he's our player, and then, you know, if Carter says now nah, he doesn't have what he takes, that's not who I'm looking for 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 one of the wings. Then you still have time to loan him, you, but you don't have to strike a deal with the German team yet. Uh, you could certainly make him come back and then later on make the loan. Um, there's no rush. Uh, I think he deserves to to come back and uh, and show Kaiser because he left before Kaiser. He left when Pizzetta was the coach. Uh, and show Kaiser what he's got, and uh, and that's my take on it. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think he he's one of those guys where he's been in 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 and around the team for a while now. Hasn't really broken through. I think he's finally starting 
to kind of, um, you know, stand out, show the quality that, that he has. Um, and he's another one of those guys where it's kind of now or never. Um, uh, there's no point in loaning him out again. Um, I'm checking now to see when his contract runs until because I mean if we loan him out again it's like what are, what are we even doing here um you know he's not getting any younger um he, he's showing promise um I think that there is definitely a spot for him in this team and you probably could argue that there was a spot in it for the t- in the team for him um this season um so yeah I mean I don't really see um the point of loaning him again um, so yeah, I mean, he's 23, you know, he, he's not really in his development phase anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he should definitely be in the squad next year, um, as a depth option. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's my take on it. Um, uh, we don't really gain much by loaning him. So yeah, if, if he's either in the squad or, you know, sell him, you know, I agree. Okay, so let's move on now to our uh, modalities. Um, we had a, another European title coming in here, um, which was awesome. Um, so I'll let you, um, you know, kind of kind of break it down, and I'll you know chime in as I see fit. Okay, so you want to talk all, uh, all about all the modalities? Well, well, do you, I was gonna ha- hand it off to you? You know, modally that. Okay. Specialty man. Okay, so give me a second. You caught me off guard. Um, but yeah, the big piece of news was actually our sport in becoming uh, champions of uh, Europe in uh, Okin Patins. What a great performance. We went against the uh, uh, Football Coupe du Port. Uh, so the total was to give a, a better perspective how important this title is. The total was 10 games from the group phase until the final, the final four, being at Juan Rocha. Uh, so um, the the best five teams in the world, they play in the Peninsula uh, Ibérica. Four of the four of the teams, uh, they play in uh, uh, the best teams. Uh, uh, they play in Portugal, being Sporting Benfica, Football Club Porto Oliveirense. And then the, the fifth one is Barcelona. Uh, so in the final four, you had uh, four of the best teams in the ranking, uh, being Sporting, Benfica, Porto, and Barcelona. Only Oliveirense didn't make it. Um, but we played a total of 10 games. We won nine, nine games, and we tied one game. Uh, we, we played against the champion of Italy, uh, uh, Lodi. Uh, we played uh, uh, against uh, in the semifinal against uh, Benfica, which was not an easy game. We probably won 5-4 after being uh, up by 4-1. Uh, Benfica, I saw the game on TV. Uh, it was a great game, actually. Uh, they came back. They died the game 4-4. And then a shot from the midfield, uh, we, we, we gained the lead, and we never let go of it. But that was a great, great game. And then the, the final uh, against uh, Football Club do Porto, for some reason, uh, we just controlled the game from the get-go. We never freaked out, and uh, uh, that was that was good to see. Uh, I actually saw the final uh, at Fogo de Chao, downtown Philly, 
uh, it was Mother's Day here in the U.S. So um, we took my mother-in-law to uh, uh, Fogo de Chão. Actually, that's the way you say it in Portuguese, but the Americans, they, uh, they kind of Americanized it. Um, so I watch it on my phone, believe it or not. Um, but we did, we did, uh, we did great. And, uh, what, what an excitement when I got home, I got to, uh, to watch the whole game. Um, um, and, uh, the festivities and all that stuff. Uh, and it was, it was just impeccable. Loved it. Uh, then, uh, I will, uh, initiate they won a, uh, 4-3 against, uh, Befica, uh, our, our rival. Um, that was a crazy game. I watched it. It was at six o'clock in the morning and, um, the, the little, the little guys, they did great, great stuff, uh, Great, great game and winning uh, it, against them was very important to keep to remain in the title race. So, so now we are back in the title race for any shots and juvenile as well. We're doing pretty good. Uh, they didn't play because uh, the uh, the players will call for the national team, which I believe they were eliminated. They uh, they lost one nothing, so they came back home. Uh, a, a junior sporting, forget about it. We lost a 3 2 at home against Football Club Port. Uh, so we totally out of the title race. We've been out of the title race for juniors. Um, and uh, the ladies' um, soccer team, football team, they won 8 nothing on their last game of the season, uh, which uh, we lost our coach as well. Uh, he, he agreed to a mutual agreement of uh, leaving the club, and uh, we lost a few players as well, including our our captain. Uh, they decided to uh, move along to other places, but you know, it's just uh, it's just like uh, the the men, uh, you know, senior team. Uh, people come and people go. Uh, in futsal, we we won against uh, Quinton Slopes five nothing. So we moved on to uh, the semifinals, um, which is great. Uh, and ball, we won against uh, Bill Nils. Uh We beat them up pretty uh, pretty well. Um, so, but we kind of messed up on that one by losing against Pifique and Porto back to back. So Porto is ahead by by four points. So it'll take a miracle. We we have to play against Porto again, and uh, then we have to rely on Befica to beat Porto. Uh, Befica is out of the title race because they lost against uh, Madeira South a couple of days ago. So our only only salvation is to win against Football Club Porto when we play against them at home, and then depend on rely on Befica to win against them. So it's going to be extremely difficult. Uh, I think Porto will win the title game, the the title of handball this year. Um, and uh, in, uh, in table tennis, we're looking pretty good as well. Uh, Sporting is dominating it, so this year it looks like we're going to be champions again. In uh, in men and females, we're doing pretty good in both 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 sides. And that's all I got. Cool, cool. Yeah, I um. I was able to watch that hockey semifinal. 
but uh, I was at my girlfriend's graduation um, for the final, so I wasn't able to watch that. But um, I'm I was able to follow along, you know, on my phone. So definitely seemed like a, a less stressful game than that that semifinal. Um, <laughs> I I agree, wasn't it? Yeah, that that semi was uh, a bit uh, a bit crazy. Um, it seemed comfortable, um, but it got uncomfortable very quickly. <laughs> exactly. And it looks like we might lose our coach to Canela because they haven't reached a deal with Sporting. And also, um, uh, João Pinto uh, Mustang um, is going to the team that we beat uh, in the semi, correct, Lodi? Yeah, João Pinto is going over there. We might lose our goalie, Andres Souza, to Benfica, possibly. Futsal keeper, yeah. Yeah, futsal keeper. You know, but I understand. I mean, it, it's not big giving a lot of time at Sporting. Yeah. And who who are the teams going to pay him the same salary he's making at Sporting? Only Benfica. That's it. Mm -hmm. His options are limited unless he wants to go abroad. Um, exactly. Uh, and then he's from Lisbon, so he'll, get, he'll go. I mean, I think it's a mistake, just like the other and then he sees Sporting winning everything. <laughs> I forget his name. Yeah, the guy that they always meme. Um, yes, 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 that's it. Looking uh, sad after the title. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I forget his name, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> it, so Andres Sosi knows it's going to be him very soon because uh, Futsal, the team's going to be basically the same. I think we might lose Dieguinho. No, no, he resigned. He resigned. Um, oh, he did. Okay, yeah. good. Because initially they were saying he might go back to Brazil because of family uh, issues, but I'm glad he resigned. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. So do you want to move on? We have a couple uh, Twitter questions, and then we can uh, tie up some loose ends and uh, you know give our previews on uh, the game this weekend. Um, yes, sounds good. I mean, unless you want to touch on much here. Uh, no. Oh, we can talk about Matthew, um, as well. Um, yeah, so there's rumors that we're in the works of renegotiating his contract, basically. Um, he has one more year left on his deal, but, uh, they want to cut his salary. Um, so they want to renegotiate. I'm sh likely it would probably be a one year, maybe one year team option. Um, you know, he is 35. I don't see him signing like a three-year deal or anything like that. So maybe a one-year deal or a one plus one. Um, I, I definitely want to hold on to him for as long as he can continue playing at a at a high level. Um, what do you think? Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking uh, I'm th thinking about uh, the same way. I mean, if we can keep Macho for another year, that would be great. And um, all the experience he brings and stability would be crucial, uh, especially, you know, if they're renegotiating his contract and his salary, so it'll make Sporting happy. Um, and I'm pretty sure they'll find a way to tell him, hey, you'll get a bonus if we become champion of Portugal, so on and so on. So, yeah, I'm interested in keeping him. Um, and uh, because him and Kuates, they they have good chemistry. so. Keep him if we can, of course. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I think most people um, would agree with that sentiment uh, as well. 
Okay, so the first question we have coming in here uh, is from past guest, uh, Johnny Singedu, at Johnny Singedu. Um, what unlikely players do you want at Sporting next season that are currently out on loan? Okay, so definitely um, I would call them back at least for the preseason. I would call the, uh, Valdez, uh, the one at the Ops. Um, I would call back Jason Dalla. I want to see him again. Uh, I would call uh, Fernandes, the, the uh, centre-back, Ivanil Fernandes. Uh, Duarte, the other centre-back. Um, uh, I would call back... Um, who else do we have loaned out that we, that's interesting? Matheus Pereira? Yep. Yeah. agree with all the so far. Yeah. Uh, anybody else I'm forgetting? Uh, those are the main ones. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a shitload. Uh, Viviano mm -hmm. as well. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, Bregança. I forgot the Ferenc. Mm -hmm. um, oh. So uh, those are the main ones. I'll just rattle off a couple more, um, and I'll hear what your take is. Um, it seems like Jonathan Silva is going to be negotiated um, to be sold to Leganes. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. Um, he always kind of pissed me off um, when he was here. He always seemed to make, you know, stupid decisions, although he was decent going forward. I mean, if we get... I was, you know, I was not even counting on him. I thought he was already sold for Yeah, years. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think he is too. It just can't be made, you know, official yet until the, the window opens. But yeah, I think he, I think he's good as gone for three mil, which is fine. Um, here's another one. Uh, I kind of forgot about him. Uh, Lumor uh, Agbunyewu from uh, Ghana, out, out alone um, in Turkey. Um, you know, I think I think uh, I don't think he'll be no because. Kaiser saw him and never trusted him. Then that's why he got on that. Yeah, yeah. Especially if we're in the market for kind of a marquee left back like Mario Hui. Um, uh, I don't really see a place in the team for him. And he might end up on the endless cycle of being loaned out until his contract expires. So if Gostepi wants him and they want to pay like two, three mil for him, uh, I say they could probably have him. Um, uh, what about Daniel Bergansa out on loan at Ferenc? I think he's, he's, uh, I think, I think he's, he's worth it, uh, to, to, to see him in the preseason. From what I understand from the complaints or not the complaints, the, uh, the remarks, the feedback I've received from, uh, from Twitter and, from the Sportingista world is that uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he needs to be to gain mu muscle mass to be stronger because uh, he's what a number eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's like uh, he's like in a, an attacking mid. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so he has a similar build to Juan Felix, I must say, who I also think needs to put on some weight, uh, especially if he's going to go to you know like the Premier League. And that, yeah, and not not, not to be talking about basically uh, the players, but if he if if Juan Felix stays one more year, it'll be uh, better for him actually. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
And the same thing with Braganza. I think Braganza is a, a, a player with uh, uh, wonderful feet. His feet are amazing. The way he touches the ball, he handles the ball. He knows how to play with his feet. The problem is he's not a, uh, a Paul Bach. He's not a William Carvalho. He doesn't mm -hmm. have that muscle, uh, that physique that he needs to, to contain in the midfield. So he's going to have to hit the gym and change his diet to, to gain muscle. And, and, uh, but I would definitely give him a shot in, uh, in the preseason as well. Um, I mean, call, call all your loan players loaned out and, and have them take, take a look at them in the preseason. I mean, they're going to have this preseason going to be quite, quite busy against good teams. They, they come in to play Liverpool, then uh, they're scheduling, uh, I think the, they'll be going to Switzerland as well. So, you know, they'll be busy this preseason. So give, give everybody a chance to, to show their skills. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure if he'll end up making it, um, making the team. Um, you know, he can also play deep-lying playmaker as well. But, yeah, he just doesn't have that, you know, uh, kind of like busting up plays kind of aspect to him. You know, hard tackling, kind of throwing his body around. Um, and, you know, to be fair, Gudeli doesn't really have it either. And we've seen the issues that have come as a result of that. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Misich is on a two-year loan. I'm not sure how much interest uh, we have in bringing him back anyways. Um, Mateus Pereira, I mean, Mateus Oliveira from, uh, uh, he's out on loan at uh, Guimarães. He's put in some decent performances um, in the second half of the season. Do you see a spot for him? No. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to waste my time on that on Bologna. I mean, <laughs> and I, I, he's one of those players that he should have never left uh, Gimenez. He's in the right spot, stayed Gimenez. That's it for your career. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, I wish I could have made it that far as a soccer player in Gimenez, you know? Yeah, no, uh, a great club. It's a great club, and I'm pretty sure he makes a decent salary. Uh, so, no, don't bring him back. Loan him again or sell him. Um, Ryan Gold. No. Do you think he's ever going to make it at Sporting? No. Yeah, I don't either. He's 23. Um, you know, he's had his chances. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to end up in, you know, like the English Championship or something like that. The the one thing I gotta say is Ryan Gold. He's a he's a good good player, but he's gone to how many loans? He's gone to one, two, three, four, like four loans. Av Stubel, now Herbernian. He was on loan at Ferenc prior to that. Ferenc, yeah, exactly. So with that said, is it, it wasn't just the, the coaching staff for Sporting that said, oh, he's not good enough. It was a whole bunch of coaches feeling the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, agreed. Although I would like to see him make it, but it's just I think it's just not going to happen at this point. Mini Messi, Scottish Messi, did not exactly pan out the way we would have hoped. No. Um, Yuri Medeiros, who there were rumors that he could have been bought by uh, Legia Warsaw and then Sapintu got canned. Um, so I'm not sure what the status of that is. 
Um, do you think that there's a realistic chance that he um, fits in the squad next season? Uh, no. Uh, he's another player that he's been loaned out. And uh, finally in Poland, in Lesia, he's doing quite well. I mean, it's, it's the Polish league, which is uh, uh, the second tier of Europe. Uh, it's they they below our league, Portuguese league as well. Uh, he's happy over there. He wants to stay over there. I think Legia wants to buy him. Uh, so make the deal with Legia, cut him loose. It's, it's about time we, we let him go and let him be happy in Poland because he seems to be a good fit over there. And the fans like him too. The the administration at Port, at, at Sporting, I think he's gonna. Just ride the bench again and be loaned out anyway. So cut him loose. Yeah, agreed. A um, uh, couple more here. One interesting one. Uh, Alan Ruiz. No. Uh, Alan Ruiz, you know, I think he had one good season with uh, Jesus. Um, and Jesus was was capable of making him a decent player at Sporting. Uh, but then after after that, he, he declined and declined and declined and to the point that fans would, uh, would uh, basically not support him and he showed no interest of running, of hustling. Uh, the 50-50 plays, he lost them all and he... He, he looks like he's happy in Argentina and not doing shit, so let him be in Argentina. Not yeah, it looks like he put on some weight, too. Uh, work rate, definitely a uh, cause for concern there. Uh, I mean, he's got a decent left foot, but, I mean, overall, I think he's pretty worthless. <laughs> exactly. His team is, is eliminated from the competitions in Argentina. He always takes the same goddamn picture with the same bicycle. Uh, holy shit. I mean, change bicycles at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you. I would loan him out or sell him. I think we stuck with him until for a couple more years. I think until two thousand twenty-one. Uh, no, only one more year. Oh, um, good. That's good news. Thank you. <laughs> which means fucking sell him. Otherwise, get something out of him. Oh yeah, fucking sell him or loan him again, so we don't have to pay his uh, astronomical salary. salary. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Um, next question here um, from SCP Mike eighty three. Um, where does Sporting need to improve the most uh, in order to mount a serious challenge for the title next season uh, in defense and goal and midfield or in the attack? And uh, also, which lengths would you go to to hold on to Bruno Fernandes if you were a club president? Oh, my my man Mike from Three Tugas. Hello, Three Tugas. One of my favorite podcasts with. Uh, Pedro Aresta and uh, and Leach and my good friend uh, Bruno, uh, I love those guys. They they have a great podcast. Uh, they always do a great job. Um, okay, so where does Sporting need to improve the most in order to mount a serious challenge for the title next season? In defense, and goal, and the midfield on the attack. Also, okay, so that's a bunch of questions all in one. Um, so if Sporting wants to win the title race, they, they basically will have to to keep Coates, like we said, 
to keep Machir, like we said, uh, to have a, a really good third option, which if we have Ivanil Fernandes coming back, I, I would like that. Uh, even Duarte coming back, I would like that too. Get rid of André Pinto, cut him loose. Uh, we stuck with, uh, what's his goddamn name? He just came back, Lodi. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't like him that much, but we stuck with him. But, but if we kept those those four four to five center backs, I would be happy. Then uh, the right the full back, uh, we need improvement. Ritovsky is not good enough. Gaspar cut him loose. He's not uh, sporting material. We need a solid uh, right fullback. Uh, so we need to buy a, full, a right fullback. Left back, if we keep Acuna and Borja, we set. We don't need to buy anything. If we if we sell Acuna, then we have to go in the market and buy another one. And the midfield, Wendell, I believe, is not going to go anywhere, which is good news. Uh, Bataglia will be back, so we'll have a decent number six. Uh, we can get rid of uh, Gudelch because we have Dumbia. Uh, and develop the kid. He's shown that he's got some talent, or he's got a lot of talent, and he's a young kid. Uh, he, we have Sheikh Shiraz. I hope they give him a real shot uh, in the preseason, and let's see what he's got. Um, if we don't good keep Bruno Fernandes, then we have to go and shop for a, a, real, a, a real number eight uh, to replace him. Uh, the wingers, we're going to need a, to buy a winger. Uh, if Giovanni stays, uh, it's good news, but he's very inconsistent. Uh, he'll have to improve a lot more. Rafinha, uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, so we'll be set with Rafinha. If Matos Pereira comes back, I would be content uh, with him. Uh, Striker-wise, uh, we have um, uh, Luis Flip, but I, don't, I think he will be staying. If Pastor stays, uh, then uh, that's that's good news, but I think we should buy another striker. No, we have yet to. So, so then you know th those three options. They it's pretty good. Uh, I would get rid of Dumbia and open that space to uh, Elvis Balde or Matheus Pereira. Um, you know, um, and that that's it. I mean. With that, with this team, I would be, I would be happy if we could keep uh, this team. Um, and to hold Bruno Fernandes, if I was a president, I would, I would set a goal. I think, and I think that's what Fernandes did. He wouldn't sell him less for less than seventy million, if I'm not mistaken. That's what he said. Uh, and that's that's what I would say. If I get seventy million, I'll sell him. If not, then I'll I'll keep him. Um, but be be careful for what you wish for, because if you could sell sell a, a good player for a lot of money this year, it doesn't mean necessarily the next year he's going to have a great season, and then his market value will drop tremendously. Yeah, it's it's impossible really for him to follow up this season with the same type of season. Obviously, he can have a great season and still be a great player, but he's not going to score thirty two goals, you know. Um, so uh, I think this is. Uh, actually a great time to sell him he's right at the perfect age uh 23 um 24 not 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 quite sure i think it's one of those two uh 24 um so yeah perfect age to sell him coming off 
a good a good season and now a fantastic season um yeah i mean it's it's it makes sense um and then here our final question here from Joel da silva um Leo, uh underscore 073 also a uh, former guest um in your opinion what makes sporting club de portugal the best club in the world uh what differentiates it from other clubs oh that's actually a very good question uh sporting club portugal says it all it's uh it's a a it doesn't say football club report or football club club or whatever it's it's a club that's known for not only the uh their football team but all the modalities i mean we have a to total of 38 international titles uh, uh all the modalities including modalities included so sporting is known because of that not only uh because we play football but we play handball we play hockey patins we play uh we 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 play futsal uh so across the world you know when you have a a, a club that's winning the futsal champions league sporting club portugal they know us oh this is a a club that values all kinds of sports not only football uh people tend to to say uh football that's all that matters okay if that's the case if if you saying that you're disregarding our uh, uh our goals our achievements because i've seen that against uh futsal and the okay patins when we won the uh, european cups okay that's 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 an easy fix to to whoever says that i'm not going to say specific fans it's not worth it i would just call your club and tell your club listen I don't appreciate having an Okin Patins team or a futsal team. Could you just, uh, you know, uh, get rid of the, uh, our team? Uh, you know, get rid of the, all those players and uh, our futsal team and uh, our Okin Patins team? Because this year we didn't win. So, so, you know what? Just get rid of them. We don't, I hate that, you know? But that's why Sporting is so known because track and field, the ladies dominated internationally again. The men as well, they, they dominated one of the competitions. So uh, judo, we won the Champions, the Champions League also in judo. Uh, goalball, we won the, the, the European Cup as well. And that's why Sporting is one of the best clubs of the world because of our flexibility, of our willingness to show what we've got not only in football, but all the modalities that we respect all athletes. It's not only about football. And that's why I love my club so much because we value every single athlete in every modality. And uh, the other clubs, they do have handball teams and all that, and and they celebrate when they become champions. But when it's us becoming champions, they they tend to uh, minimize it and say, "Oh, the men are so confused modalities." But when it's them, it's a big deal. Uh, so I don't I don't get those kind of fans, and to me, it bothers me because you you're insulting your own professional players of your own teams when you say oh you guys want in futsal what's the big deal well you do have a futsal team jerk off so you just insulted your entire futsal team by insulting our futsal team and uh you know but in a nutshell that's why sporting football is so big yeah i agree i agree for sure um uh, i think only yeah. uh, only barcelona has more international cups than us 
all the modalities combined. Uh, and they also have uh, unlimited money as well. So that tends to help too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that makes, uh, you know, our accomplishments even more, uh, you know, impressive. Um, yeah, we beat them in uh, futsal and we beat them in uh, okay patins because they were involved in the final four of those two competitions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, our last question here from Johnny Singedo again. We, I think we already answered, you know, how do we feel about Mario Uri? Um, yeah, so we, we, we already touched on that yeah. in detail earlier on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess that just move into our uh, preview of this weekend. Um, and uh, then we can wrap it up. Uh, so yeah, we play Porto uh, Saturday at 1.30 East Coast time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Benfica play Santa Clara at the same time. Um, uh, what are your you know thoughts going into the game? I know we kind of touched on it um, earlier on when we kind of got sidetracked. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are your what are your overall thoughts going in, and uh, what do you think uh, the prediction is? Okay, so the, my take on it is, is the following. We should take the, the game seriously uh, because that's the way it should be with every game we play. It's against a rival. It's a classical. Uh, so I don't want to be embarrassed either. Um, we should go to Porto and try to win the game like every game we play. Uh, but at the same time, like we, we spoke about at the beginning of our podcast, uh, let's not risk Bruno Fernandes. Let's not risk... Uh, any player that's uh, uh, about to get a the fifth yellow card and be suspended from the final of Portugal, so be smart about it. Uh, have a good team to uh, to play against the uh, football com Porto Dragão, but think more about the Taça de Portugal than anything else. That's my ma- my major concern is the final of uh, Nujamor and not this game no, no Dragão. I don't care about this game, but like I've said, I don't want to be in Bio City either. And uh, I don't want to be the, the, the one saying, hey, Subifica, for there, we should lose too. No, I don't think that way. Every game we should win, and that's not an exception for me. We, if we can go to Porto and win at Porto, then win, win against Football Club Porto. I don't want to do any favors to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the score is going to be? Um, I'm going to say a tie. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say 2-2. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I agree with the sentiment largely. Uh, you know, obviously you want to play to win, uh, like every game, but at the same time you don't want to, um, you know, risk uh, suspension or injury that just, Fights you in the ass come the final the week later. Um, so you want to put a good balance in there. Um, you know, I really think that this is a type of game. It, it's literally the perfect opportunity to play Dumbia, to play Miguel Luis, to play uh, Gerald for more than 30 seconds. Giovanni. Uh, Giovanni. These are players that need the experience of playing in an important game away against a good team i mean this is these these are the type of experiences you can't replicate uh really at any other time um and it's a rare opportunity where the classico doesn't matter so much so it's a perfect opportunity you want to rest players you want to 
um, you know, give them the opportunity of players that don't always play. And it's not like you're putting in, you know, me or you, you know, you're still putting in a, a good professional player. So, um, you know, you, you could even argue that, you know, putting Dumbia in instead of Gudeli is an improvement. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for players like that to, to get a rare, you know, you know, no pressure kind of uh, experience in a game like that. Um, uh, that being said, um, I probably would err far more on the side of caution than I think that Kaiser is going to. Uh, I think he's going to roll out of pretty much full strength 11. Uh, and, uh, you know, just based on the circumstances, I don't think Porto is going to lose. They're not going to, you know, go into the, the end of the season thinking, you know, if they would have got a result, they got the result that they needed in the other game. They could have been champions. Um, so I think they win two one. Um, it's just it's not the type of game where you know you're you can lose. I think it's going to be very similar to the game that we played against uh, Braga uh, in fifteen sixteen. Um, you know we had to win and then hope Benfica lose. But I mean, it, it was just never a game that we were going to lose because, you know, theoretically, if we got the result in the other game, you know, we, they wouldn't have been able to live with themselves knowing that they, if they just got the result, but they, they tripped up as well. So um, I don't think it's going to be the battering that Benfica received in that game. Um, but I do think that Porto uh, will win 2-1 and, you know, I'm not, not too you know worried about it um i'm just more interested to kind of kick back relax watch both games and uh you know see what happens uh and you know not really be you know super invested in you know the outcomes either way no i i, I totally 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 agree with you i would play i would play the the, the players that need more minutes all the players that you said I, i'm not going to repeat it Including Maxi at, at, at goalie, uh, give the kid a chance to to play a high intensity game, um, and uh, any he, player that he's going to the U twenty World Cup, uh, which oh, starts okay. May twenty third. So I doubt that he'll be available. Okay. okay, never mind then. Yeah, but but uh, uh, like you said, any player that's uh, feeling they're not feeling okay or you know, like a muscle pain or whatever, don't play them. Uh, the most important game is the 25th of May, Nujamur. Let's not be fools. Benfica is already champion. Uh, I hate to say, but it's just the way it is. I mean, I don't see Santa Clara going to start to lose a packed stadium, winning start to lose. There's no. Ooh, they time. have nothing to play for either. They can't get to the European spots. They'll still be short even if they win. So I mean, they're just playing the role of spoiler. Um, it's a long trip as well, um, you know. Uh, exactly, it's a vacation to Lisbon for them, you know. <laughs> yeah, they 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 achieved their goal, which was to stay in the first division, and they did it quite well. A superb team, very consistent, um, and they deserve to remain in the first division. But I don't see them going to start the lose and uh, pulling up a, a surprise. No, that's that, it. Just no way. I mean, Benfica is going to come out all blazing. And the the our, our game will make no difference. Yeah, they're gonna batter them. Yeah, our game can contra Porto. It's gonna be just for calendario. It's just hey, we gotta play, we gotta play. It's gonna be one of those games like we say in the Portuguese area, solteiros contra casados. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, seriously, I mean, I might watch the game. I don't think I will, to tell the truth. I have no interest. Uh, uh, I think I'm off actually on Sunday. Uh, but uh, if my wife says that we've got something to do with friends or family, I'll say, okay, let's do it. it it's that game is not catching my attention whatsoever. Um, but like you said, if Kaiser puts on players that they're they about to be suspended, I'll be pissed. Uh, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't even put uh, Matcher. I wouldn't put Matcher. I wouldn't put Brent Fernandez. Well, well, he's gonna put Matthew because Kawata suspended. I know, but put fucking the Andre Pinto. Andre Pinto and Ilori, That is. Uh, That's that is, it. That is not a good look. <laughs> I, I know, but I would rather have a healthy quarters and a healthy match here in the final. And I, I'm telling you, I would put even Gaspar and <laughs> seriously. Think of this back line: Jefferson, Andre Pinto, <laughs> Ilori, Bruno Gaspar. Hey, and Salah, and uh, <laughs> and in the midfield, Gudelci, and uh, get a couple more from the sub twenty-three. Seriously, and the rest of your team. For, for the final, prepared well, and uh, let Porto play their best team and potentially get a couple players suspended or, or hurt, and then we'll have a better final. For sure. All right. Um, anything else uh, that you want to add here before we uh, say goodnight? Uh, no. The only thing I would like to say is uh, to uh, to our listeners and to to our followers on Twitter. It's uh, it's uh, our podcast is just for fun. Uh, there's no intention to to get personal with anybody. Uh, our uh, goal is to talk about sporting. Uh, sometimes when we when we say a couple things about our rivals, the intentions is not to go into into too too personal. Uh, so. We joke around a lot of times, and uh, again, it's, this is a sports podcast just for fun. Uh, and again, the intention is not to affect our rivals or uh, individuals whatsoever. So, uh, if I if we ever offended anybody, we apologize in advance. Uh, and again, that that was never our intentions. And that's it. Okay, well said. Um, and with that. Um, appreciate everyone uh, for tuning in, either live or the recorded version. And we will talk to you after the game um, and preview the final at uh, Jamor. Um, Vivo Sporting uh, and good night. Good night and Vivo Sporting. <laughs>